Are you a business owner, entrepreneur, or executive who's working hard at living a good story? What if you can start living a better one? Welcome to Living a Better Story, a podcast that goes deep and clears away the good so that you can be great. Hosted by Chad Burmeister and Rich Blakeman, we get you into alignment with your God-given purpose here on planet Earth. Don't settle. A better story is waiting for you to invest in yourself and living a better story. Everybody, Chad Vermeister, and I'm your host of the Living a Better Story podcast. And I've got a really cool guest with me today. He's from the other side of planet Earth from where I'm sitting, uh, which is Denver, Colorado is where I am. And Faz Youssef, Youssef is from uh, India, and I believe close to Calcutta, where I once visited about 15 years ago. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Chad. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, when I did some research on, on you know, our conversation today, it looks like you did a talk at the, was it the World Economic Forum? Uh, uh, no, it was actually the War- Warwick Economic. <laughs> no worries. It was, it was actually at the Warwick Economic Summit. So uh, it's a funny story how it came about, actually. So I, 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 I was basically there. There was there, there. There. So basically, Warwick Economic Summit has been something that I always looked up to in YouTube videos. So um, you know, you got you got all of these really big speakers coming from like you know their various different fields of like economics and like coming over there and world leaders. So um, it happened that. That, um, I was able to uh, apply for being one of the student speakers. So basically, you have to like put in your name that if you want to be one of the student speakers. And apparently, they like my work. What I had done with Dr. Raghuramji Rajan. So uh, Dr. Raghuram, for for like context, Dr. Raghuramji Rajan was uh, was the former is the former chief economist officer of IMF. Um, and uh, yeah, he he's been like an RBI governor, and right now he's in Chicago. Uh, so basically, I think in 2019, I had this really wonderful opportunity um, in the summer of Har- in the summer in summer uh, to uh, intern for Harper Collins. Um, now, uh, I what I didn't know then that it was the same time that Dr. Rajan was releasing his book uh, Third Pillar, and uh, my manager was really sweet and I would say kind enough to change my life and like you know ask me to okay can you come on this book tour with me and yeah and I, I I like I traveled like all three cities just you know like just, just trying to get the media set up arranged uh like all the event management marketing publicity um uh press relations all of that and um that actually and I like I, I got to do it with Dr. Agaramji Rajan and like for the like and his book actually went on to become like number one bestseller on Amazon for like, quite a few weeks so we were really happy for that That's- um, so, so yeah, actually, fast forward to this now. Um, they 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 really like the work, um, and um, yeah. So they just asked that, hey, do you do you want to like like speak uh, about your experience as like a marketing person and a person who's already like you know done economics honors um, uh, in, at Ashoka University. Um, and I also like got to uh, talk about some of my own writings. Uh, I got to talk about like how I was able to like write and publish my and even market my like latest book, uh, Midnight Sun. And uh, yeah, I I cannot be more grateful to this opportunity. Um, it, it was quite funny, uh, to be honest. I actually had signed up for this. Uh, 
this this program or the session where Dr. Muhammad Yunus, uh, who's like the like former not the former like he, he's he's like a Nobel laureate of uh, in economics. He uh, so basically he had this like training session and you know people were supposed to go to Bangladesh and like learn about uh, SSGs and Grameen Bank and everything. And I wasn't able to because of the coronavirus. And life like you know life comes a full circle. And at the end of and like at the start of 2021, I got to speak alongside him, which is crazy. So that's really yeah, it, it, it was surreal in every sense. Well, let's let's do this. I like to go back. Um, a lot of a lot of things in our life, kind of when we're younger, is when we mm-hmm. are most passionate about the world mm-hmm. because you know we haven't been impacted yet by teachers or friends or whatever. And so mm-hmm. it's interesting. I'd love to have you share kind of when you were a child, I, I assume growing up in India, um, what mm. were you passionate about? Like, you know, some of your first memories, what can you think about? Oh, I was, so, so very, in very contrast to what I'm right now, which is like, I, I love speaking. I'm a very outspoken person. I love like socializing. I was a complete introvert person who was really like scale in his bubble, um, who was very sweet and obedient to his parents. Uh, yeah, my parents miss that version of me now. <laughs> but uh, uh, but nah, so so uh, yeah, it was it was like I, I was I, I so I so the person that I have always I think I've always loved the most in my world, um, who happens to be the inspiration of my writing of my first poem. Uh, she was my grandmother and uh, I remember like you know it was her birthday and I wrote this uh, poem which was uh, like a little clichély titled uh, in my heart from the start at the age of 12 um, and uh, yeah so she, she liked it and that was the moment I so you know like how everybody keeps talking about that hey you know you have this one gift where you know like you realize and then you gotta like monetize on or you, you work on because that's what's going to define you I was never able to find it because I, I always had my hands full in like different things like I loved music I loved movies I loved um a lot of different things, to be honest, but um, I didn't know that, uh, and, and people just appreciated that, okay, your, your writing was good for like a 12 year old. And I was like, oh, okay, um, I might as well just like, you know, keep writing because it was a very good way to channel my emotions. Uh, the thing about adolescence is that uh, you really don't know where you're going uh, when, you're, when you're 13 years old. Um, life seems like this whole, you know, everything that's been taught to you, just, just like it scrapes away like you're you're left with all of your like own experiences and mistakes to make and learn from them and there's like a lot of ambiguity a lot of complexity just, just everything that you goes through and I feel like um writing was that uh tool that kept me going and you know just like striving into that tunnel where I felt like I didn't know where I was going so it was that kind of light um it, it really helped me channel my emotions and put it into words better than, and, and you know, just then read it later and then realize, okay, this is what I was feeling because emotions can be very deceptive. It's interesting because I, I look at myself as an introvert when I was younger as well. And nowadays, mm-hmm. you know, nobody would ever think or, or know that. Um, yeah. And I even wrote poems. So one of the poems, it was very oh, short. Wow. And my grandmother also inspired me. Oh. I remember it was published in a book and it, it was simple, it said, the challenge of life you thought you'd won, but mm. without love, life's just begun. <laughs> Whoa. 
this is this is this, they were really powerful words and at what age did you write that Oof. i was very young under 10 i'm sure probably eight or nine <laughs> at the age of nine you were writing this uh i need to, to check out one of some of your latest works then well i i <laughs> did one for my grandfather at his funeral 16 years ago august mm-hmm. 6 2005 and and that one was kind of fun too so i just dusted it off um recently to put it up on mm. a on a different blog and website so i'll have to share that with you afterwards um so after the webcast the first you know, thing think about when you're like the music and the poetry that was inspired by your grandmother and now mm. you're doing economics i wonder mm-hmm. is there a what's the commonality right how did how mm. did you go from there to what you're doing now that's a that's a question that everybody asks me to be honest and i have never been able to like you know just to explain what i feel other than just saying that you 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 can have two interests at once and you can have two passions at once in life you don't have to that have the one goal so for example uh writing was never a career for me even though like yeah i i got to like i i had the like the greatest opportunity to get my books published uh first of all it was never meant to be a book uh the how the story of how my first book came about it's it's quite long but i'll just like sum it up saying that it was unintentional and it was like i just got an opportunity cuz some guy saw it and uh they just like okay we might as well just publish it and i'm like uh, and my 13 year old version saying okay sure thing i mean what harm can it do uh the harm being that right now i'm really ashamed to read my first book because they're very childish but as <laughs> time for another story um but yeah no uh, the the commonality to be honest so as i was growing up i always want i always heard that you know if you make something work you you do not enjoy it um and i always wanted to keep writing like keep having writing as my baby like you know have something that nobody knows about it's like it's like my midnight secret like which which you know like like the doors closed the curtains are like you know like just just out there and i'm like sitting alone in the dark and i'm like i'm like taking out a treasure box and i'm just writing and um I, it wasn't much later when like some of my friends like i started showing my poems and uh my english teacher started telling me that hey you write really good poems you have like something else and uh yeah my friends were really really um supportive of that and um then 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 you know like the whole writing thing happened um with economics uh to be honest uh i was in 11th grade and i had the best economics teacher the, the one of the coolest ones and that just got me that you know i can live in a world where i love the value of emotions and feelings and how powerful they can be but also wanted to like hold on to the fact that there are facts and figures and there's science and there's um and I'm not to say like you know feelings are not science i mean uh, that that's another debate uh, that i wouldn't be getting into but uh point being that uh, i really wanted like you know like numbers and you know like contributing and be productive and being you know just being out there and you know creating cultural relevance for example uh you know like the things that for people say that hey if you're a corporate guy you are not going to create change or you're not going to be able to you're, you're part of the system but i actually differ on that for example uh the 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 screenwriter or you know like the story line storyline writer of maybe friends like the tv show that we all heard of i'm pretty sure he must have been like just a corporate guy who's just just content writing and script writing uh fast forward to now he has saved millions of lives he is he's a cultural phenomena in popular culture and 
in uh, rooms where people are feeling lonely and they want to feel attached to someone. And that's the thing. You're, you, you can make money and still have a purpose in life. Um, and uh, to be honest, I got to enjoy the best of them during my stint at Hopper Collins, which is like a publishing house, but I was also like a marketing, uh, uh, yeah, like a marketing uh, intern. And um, so, yeah, it was basically like combining like this literature, this like publishing house, and there's just like economics of like you know, data analytics and marketing and, and just being out there. Um, and uh, yeah, so Hopper Collins, I can never be grateful enough for like, you know, what Hopper Collins did for me, but uh, later I got to like, you know, uh, go for a Penguin Random House, uh, which is always a dream for me. Uh, work at UN for some time, uh, then attend LSE for summer semester. And I think like these experiences just taught, do, just taught me that, uh, and since like, you know, like writing had so much big of a part to play in all of these uh, works that I did, it only complemented. It was, it was never something that was separate or, you know, just existed in isolation. I never intended it to, but it has complemented my career up till now. I mean, for anything, it's it's really good to say in an interview that hey, you know, like I'm an author or something. Yeah. No, so, 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 so let me let me something. ask you a tangential question there because I've been mm -hmm. in and around artificial intelligence for salespeople mm -hmm. for the last three or four years, and mm -hmm. I'm seeing that AI could and likely will have a bigger impact on the world than the internet did. Right, because the internet's the transport, the, the the layer to get things out. But AI mm -hmm. intelligence sitting on top could have a bigger mm -hmm. impact. In your studies in economics, and with the work at the UN and all these different places, what are mm -hmm. your thoughts on AI? Will it? I mean, could it get to a point where it could actually help us feed the hungry, solve? I mean, you know, there's so many big problems that need to be solved: curing cancer, um, much less. Uh, the COVID situation. <laughs> we could, mm -mm. But, no, know, I thoughts on AI? Will that change the world mm. and when? That's a very interesting and relevant question. I just was just watching the social dilemma, the like on Netflix recently. Have you watched it? Yes. Uh, oh, so now I think you have now have an idea of where I'm going right now. Then, but uh, so you know, like first of all, like for the first part of your question, that hey, are do you think? Uh, through AI, we are going to be able to uh, feed the poor. Uh, I, I would say that yes, because we already have been. Um, I, AI is everywhere. Like uh, I think one of the reasons that corporations make money and they're like so much investment in technology is, uh, yeah, because I, I, AI is everywhere. Like you, you know, like for security, for uh, you know, like people, people, get, your iPhone. I think that that's 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 as AI that it gets. Like Siri really recognizes my voice. I think it's like a person, you know, like it's like a cat or a dog who who wouldn't like you know at first like recognize me, but then the more I spoke, the more they got like clearer of my accent, and now they can understand clearly what I say. And that's just AI. So, uh, and I'm uh, obviously AI is being used in literary farming. Uh, it's everywhere, and uh, so so the good aspects of AI is never to be doubted. It's it's something that's always been brought out, and and it's always been rightly brought out because uh, AI can it does the wonders and has been doing wonders and will uh, keep doing wonders. However, um, we should not forget that everything comes with like the other side of the coin. Um, you know, for example, in marketing, uh, for example, social media. Uh, there's a lot of ethical questions that come in. 
for example, uh, if I'm like if I'm handling Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, um, I am making people spend more time on the screens than they should. And uh, um, and 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 it's going to be like, hey, then you're you're making like you know just people say to yourself, or are you lying about what your products are, or are you know like for example, um, you know just like targeted marketing like personalizing that hey i'm going to like know where com which company is or which company you work for or which university do you go to or if you live in uk because okay if you live in uk then i know that uh, you might be able to attend this uh, this uh, uh, conference in london and you're you're working for a good company so maybe that's like even more chances and then i'm just going to like push my agenda on you that's loss of privacy I am not making any big statements about the big techs or anything. It's just that things have need to be regulated. And in the meantime, what we can do in the, as individuals is obviously to create pressure on it, but also make sure that while we're creating money uh, through marketing and sales uh, and using AI to a very large extent, um, because for example, like, you know, if you Google something right now, and if, if I Google something right now for the exact same keywords, they're going to give different results. Reason being, they know about what I like and what about you like, and this has also been creating a lot of information bubbles and these information bubbles. And you're like think that, okay, what, what is wrong with these information bubbles? But you know, it, it, it leads to segregation. It leads to, you're thinking that you only, you're right. I'm thinking I'm only right. And, uh, this creates a very huge difference of opinion um, and that's something that I always say that that's the reason you need to uh, read magazines like like hard copy magazines because at least they're not coming out of like the people do not know you that you're going to read it so that's why they've made it particularly for you everybody else is going to read it so that, that actually forms a commonality and if you want to like live in peace where the world is getting divided each day um, AI should be able to at least not worsen it which it has been Oh. Yeah, I so, love it. Like I talked to a managing director from a company who's building a news app that mm -hmm. imagine if it if around CNN or Fox or BBC or whatever, if you had mm -hmm. the ability to crowdsource fact checkers that were, mm -hmm. you know, legitimate fact checkers that could say, mm -hmm. hey, this one has 98 thumbs up and two mm -hmm. thumbs down and they're all mm -hmm. legitimized fact checkers. That'd be a pretty mm -hmm. cool thing while I'm watching a newscast. Uh, mm -hmm. speaking about a certain topic but I love your idea about actually buying mm -hmm. physical magazines that's awesome yeah. well for time purposes I want to make sure we get to the big question and that is we all experience something that's challenge in life it might mm -hmm. feel like a gut punch or a slap to the face sometimes um, is there one you're comfortable sharing where you just said you know what this sucked at the time but now looking back um, it was actually something that needed to happen and I'm better for it. What's that for you? I, uh, I, I think I sleep every night with that thought, to be honest. And reason being, um, which I have, so okay, little context. Uh, I did a lot of like extracurricular and like, you know, a lot of academic work in 11th and 12th, like grade. And, you know, you might think that, okay, it's, is this like too much for like, you know, high school kid, how, like how, how can a high school get, get like, you know, get too much into stuff, but it does, right? Uh, you have a lot of social life. You don't know how the world's going. It's a lot of like drama at high school. And um, yeah, I dropped out of 12th. I dropped, uh, I remember I was not able to give my exam because my hands were shaking. Um, I stayed for a year, which was, I, I tried to like, you know, get myself back and uh, uh, try to like, just figure things out. Like, you know, you, you have all of these notions that, hey, are, are things forever? What are people? 
How do you define friends? Are best friends supposed to be forever? Everything, like it's just, it's all a question. To be honest, if you ask me still, remains a question mark, but I think I've accepted the fact that I will never have the answers to these, but like rather have to like experience these. And I think that's the wisdom that, you know, over the years that I've been able to get. Um, but yeah, I was diagnosed with uh, like yeah, clinical depression and anxiety. And uh, that also caused uh, a lot of troubles during my college life. I really love my college. It was my, like, my dream university, my undergrad, um, Ashoka University. Uh, however, in the second semester, I needed to drop out to concentrate on myself. And I think I was in, like at an all-time low, like an extremely all-time low. Uh, I didn't know that if I wanted to go back to like my university or like, you know, just, just even get up from the bed. Fun fact, uh, and full circle to this interview, that's how I got, uh, I, I just mailed Collins, and they said that, yes, they were looking for an intern. And that changed my life. Wow. If, yeah. if, if, yeah, if that version of me sees this version of me saying that I'm so happy I went through that, I'm pretty sure that version of me would kill, like would, would build a time machine and kill this because it was so much pain. It was so much pain. But I, uh, I, I'm, I, I'm so happy that the fact that when I say, okay, it was so much pain, the, the pros were so, so big that that pain just feels worth it. And I'm just so very grateful for all the pain, the enthusiasm, the, the late nights, the sad cries, the, the breakups, the shouting, the screaming, and all the other happy moments and like all the confusing moments where you're, you don't know where you're heading. You have to be grateful for every moment in your life if you are happy with what you are right now. And I'm so proud to say that I am. Uh, if, if one thing changes, it's just a butterfly effect. You're, 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 you're not, you're, you would have not been where you are right now. Man, so, I love that. That's so deep. It, what, what's kind of helped me the last couple years is that I've got a mom and a dad. They love me. We went to church when we were a kid. And, mm -hmm. you know, my grandparents went to church when we were kids. And mm -hmm. so it was always kind of, you know, brought up, read the Bible, mm -hmm. et cetera. Um, yeah. But to actually realize that my creator made me for a purpose. And so all the painful stuff that you go through, every single thing that happens in your life, it's like all that leads me to where I am now. Better. And then, mm. yeah, now you're in the moment. If you didn't know pain, then you can't know joy, right? And it's, it's like, it, you just have to go with it and smile and go, wow, this day kind of sucks, but at least mm. I'm alive and I can drive my car, <laughs> you know, actually, or listen actually. to my iPad, iPod, uh, iTunes on my, on my earpiece. Um, so no, that's, right. that's profound uh, mm. share that you, that you just, you so so congratulations mm. for making it through uh, that. Um, last question <laughs> is what role does faith play in your journey? Mm -mm. Faith has played a lot of like a role in it. Uh, I, I, as a Muslim who's living in India, um, um, I, more, uh, first of all, none of my friends are Muslims. Um, yeah, and, and I think that's that's the best kind of uh, like environment I've ever been, like, you know, grow up in where like I was able to experience a lot of cultures because India, like let alone just religion, even if you like go from one space, one stage to the other, you're just like literally changing countries. Um, yeah, but actually getting back to faith. Um, uh, if you see me right now, I do not read namaz every day. I do not read Quran every day, but there is not, like there isn't any night where I do not sleep 
uh, reading a few duas, uh, surahs, if you say, like they're like small excerpts from the Quran and um, just, just thanking God for everything he has done for me because not a lot of people can say that they are happy during a pandemic, can they? Um, uh, their, their, their immediate family is safe. That, and then let alone all of these things that, I, that when I was born, I had eyes. That when I was born, I, I had like my legs intact. And even when there were moments where I could have died, I like, like uh, God allowed me to, allow, gave me the strength to, or, or just gave me like, you know, like just allowed to, for me to survive and be where I am right now. Um, and, and that's just the basic. And he gave me so much more. And I, I think of it as my privilege. Um, if you, if you are privileged then you have to have to make sure you stand responsible for it and you try to make the best out of it um if you're not then you're just ignorant uh but uh, I, I and and right now i can say that everything that i do it it makes me believe like i am a very scientific person who's very like uh you know like very uh like uh, I guess like you know like communicating or speaking in very strict sentences like okay everything has to be a premise and then conclusion and like a problem solution like all of that uh, a business school student right um but uh um I I still would still say I still say to people that hey you know whatever happens happens for the best and every bad thing will lead to something that is uh that is even better and you just don't know that it's bad but you, you you're uh, two years from now you're going to be on the same floor with me and then you're going to be telling me that hey you know you were right like actually like i'm really happy for it right now and and, and you know like uh, people like okay so that, how do you know like in the moment that okay how do you know that everything is going to be fine i'm like because it has happened to me so repeatedly i cannot choose to not believe it so and that and that's what spirituality has and, and religion has done for me. It has made me feel peace within myself that, hey, if I have a problem today, if, if like, you know, if, if, if there's like a cloudburst, I'm like, OK, yeah, that's sad. Uh, and I'm going to like do all my all my best efforts to make sure that, yeah, I, I try to avoid any of these tragedies or like you know, any casualties. But I, again, I'm like, okay, I mean, God has always chosen the best for me. And I'm pretty sure he is still choosing the best for me. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Wow, man, what a great conversation. I really thank you for coming on the show today. It's been a pleasure. And uh, nice. I always like to talk to someone on the other side of planet Earth every once in a while. So <laughs> no, no, Chad, like, thank you so much I for having me. I'm going around here soon now that we're able to, uh, to get on airplanes. So Faz, really fabulous talking with you. Thanks for being on the Living Better Story podcast today. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for having and it's a really noble cause that you're doing. And uh, please know how, um, yeah, how inspiring it is to like listen to your podcasts and the faith that you have in people. Uh, it's, it's really endearing. Yeah. Mm, man, I appreciate that. Well, I see so much of me in other people that I talk mm. with, whether, you know, it might be only one one hundredth but there's mm -hmm. so much similarities that, mm -hmm. you know, we, it's almost like we're all one person and uh, it's pretty amazing when you look at the world in, the, in that lens. Right. So exactly. I appreciate you. All right, brother. I appreciate all you right. on the show. Foz, all right. if, if people want to get a hold of you, Foz, what would be the best way to reach you? I think Instagram, to be honest. Uh, so, so my handle is Faz.Yusuf or you could just like, you know, do, the Google search or LinkedIn or 
like you know whatever you want to so my, my styling would be like uh, I, I think you may be able to want to see below on the screen or if it's like a podcast then for sure yeah so it's like f-a-f-a-i-z space y-u-s-u-f so yeah there you have it perfect all right everybody thanks for joining living better story podcast we'll catch you on the next one Thank you for listening to another episode of Living a Better Story. We hope that today's show has inspired you to cultivate a better understanding of yourself so you can discover your God-given purpose and start living a better story. For the show notes, visit livingabetterstory.org forward slash podcast, where you can also find other helpful resources. Connect with us and join us again next time for another purposeful show.